0: Thank you for tuning in to the Remodel Church Podcast. We hope this message inspires you and encourages your daily life. And and sometimes in life we just feel like we're running through the motions. Sometimes in life we just feel like it's like one of those movies where like 51st aids it gets up and it's the same thing every day, every day, every day, every day, every day but but you never see change. And sometimes you just feel like you're you're pressing up against the wall. It's not it's not that things are bad. It's not that things are great. But we're just kind of stuck, kind of like a statue. And and as I was running through my life, I I just I just asked myself. I was like, man, I said, what what have I done for the Lord today? Go ahead. Uh, Kids kids can go out. Kids can go out. You could have warned me. (laughs) Right. <laughs> but uh, anyways I asked myself that and, and I asked myself I said well what have I done for the Lord the last week what have I done for the Lord the last month last year and the truth is sometimes we just we just don't I mean I know where God brought me from 12 years ago to where I was or where I went to and, and where I'm at now and and it's not that I on purposely try to come backwards or, or anything like that it's just that, that we get caught up and I think, I think sometimes we become stagnant and stagnant is just to be still no inflow no outflow in July, August you see these ponds and stuff that's just sitting there and they kind of turn green and start to start to build up stuff on the water a film and, and sometimes that's how we are in life we just become stagnant. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, this morning, God, I just want to thank you for, for every person in this room, Lord. And I just want to thank you for the willingness for them to, to get up, to get in a vehicle, and to make their way here. God, this morning, I just ask that you just touch someone that needs this message, God. If, it, if not, nothing else, it's for me. God, I just ask you to be with EJ and Lorena as, as they're in Indiana and be with EJ as he brings the message up there, Lord. And I just pray for safe travels. Pray for Kevin and Mandy and all the others that, that's traveling this morning, God. And I just ask that you just let them know that they're missed, God. And we just thank you for everything you do for us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So, if we're stagnant in life, we're we're really not going to gain a whole lot. And And if we don't have anything coming in... What are we expecting? Because if you don't have anything going in, then you're not going to have nothing going out. And I got to thinking just for myself, well, well what's wrong? What, what am I What am I focused on? And then I got to asking myself, I, I know in the past, when, when I would really pray more, or I'd really read the Bible, or I, I'd reach out to people, try to fellowship, but the truth is, is, I reached a whole bunch of people around me in my, my inner circle. And and good things were happening. And the truth is, I just got comfortable. I was, not, like I said, nothing bad was happening, nothing good was happening, and I was just going through the same thing every day. And you see, what, what we do is we fill our plates with, with things of this world. We fill our plates with for me, one, one that's really, really took a toll on me is going to work at another place and, and progressing with the company and all my mind and, and all my time is in that. And so I'm forgetting about God. And then I got to thinking, what, do you think, what are you thankful for? What, what have you got to be thankful for? The other morning, I got up, and it was early, and, and I had to drive to Sawyer, and, and, and I looked up, and I was sitting by the kitchen table, I was putting on my boots, and i just seen how the wood beams in our house looked look kind of cool. I was like, man, I've got a nice roof over my head. I've, I've got a good family. My boys are in there asleep. My wife's asleep in there. I've got, it's not much, but it's 12 acres. I've got a vehicle. I've got a good job. I've got income. I got to reflecting on the way to Sawyer from the time I was a child to, to the times I spent with my grandpa to the times from all the way through my life until now. And I told myself if I was to die right now, I never deserve everything I've got. I never deserved all that time I got with my family, all the good things in my life. I, I never deserved it. From the, the things I do, the things I said. But you know what? Our God's bigger than that. Our God is always there. He's not going to turn his back on us. But the thing is, is we got all these things on our plate. All these things of the world. But when we start replacing those good things with God things, it's crazy. People start turning their back on you. People start getting mad at you. Family, friends, employers. Oh, well, you're too good now. Well, yeah, you got to go to church. You got to do this. That's okay. We're going to be persecuted. I've had family persecute me. And the sad thing is, is I fail day after day. I've done some pitiful things. But I know that God's there. And I know that Jesus forgives me from when I mess up. Cuz I never stood up here and claimed to be perfect. But all we can do is we can just take the humility and we can pray that God will make us an example to touch those people, to be a witness for those people that's mad at us or, or don't really see the reason we're doing this. Because there's, there's nothing more important to me than being an example for my boys, for my family. Even though, even though when I'm mad or I'm working on something, I throw a wrench and this word comes out and followed by that word and that word, they hear those things. They know I sin, they know I mess up. But they know... That I'm going to ask for forgiveness. They know that God's there for me. They know where we're going Sunday morning. And you, you see, there's there's not a uh, there's not a limit on how many times you can be forgiven. All you need to look back and say, "Well, am I getting better? Where did I come from? Can I see my change since I started becoming a Christian?" And the other the other uh, a few weeks ago, we listened to the, to a series and it talked about starting here, and then you're up on the mountain, and then you go back down into the valley. And that's what God does sometimes. Hebrews 4.12 says, For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even the division of the soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. You see... The Scripture tells us how powerful God's Word is. And if you believe it, I mean, you can cast out demons in the name of Jesus. You can read God's Word, and God shows us how to love each other. God shows us how to forgive each other. In Jesus' name, we can be healed. There's so many things that God's Word can do for us if you just allow it. And it says at the end of the, the verse, is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. You know what? If you're struggling with something or, or you've got a question, the answer's in the Bible. You may have to search for it. You may not open it up and go right to that answer, but it's in there. All you've got to do is follow the example of Jesus, and you're going to find it. You're going to find the answer to your question. I think sometimes, honestly, we just get tired of serving God. That's terrible to say. But the power of routine will drag you down. Well, I got to go Wednesday because I'm doing the nursery tonight, and and I've got to go Sunday because so and so's coming, and I've got to be there, and and I've got to do this, and I've got to do that, and it just turns into repetitious. We don't do it for a reason. We get caught up and we're worried about the things of the world and we and we kinda just get behind. I can't imagine how pastors feel working week after week, praying, trying to get these messages together for the people, and then you see this, this person gone and this family gone and this person gone. And and if they're not careful, they will get caught up in the routine. And they will be drugged down. And when we get drugged down, we lose focus of the reward. We lose focus of our prize, what we're trying to obtain. Paul tells us in in 1 Corinthians 9, 24 through 25. Do you not know that those who run in a race all run? But one receives the prize. But in such a way, but, but still run in such a way that you may obtain it. You see, we can't give up. We can't give up. Just because we get knocked down or, or you see your neighbor, well, he's got a better job and he's got a nicer truck, he's got a nicer house. Don't necessarily try to do what that person's doing. Let God lead your life. We are so dependent on ourselves. We want to be the ones that fix all of our problems. And if we don't have that answer, we call brother, sister, mama, daddy. And the truth is, we should be talking to God first. Because He's the one that gives us all of it anyways. He's the one that's given us the opportunity to, to speak to each other, to get up every day. It's all because of God. But you know what? Even though even though we do these things and, and we keep pushing God to the side, He never, he never gives up on us. He never stops loving us. He never stops forgiving us. All we've got to do is press forward. We've got to realize where we're at and what we're wanting to do. The second part of that scripture says, and everyone who competes for the prize is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a perishable crown, but we for an imperishable crown. So what I got to thinking about was all of you of some age, you could probably remember 10 years ago when maybe there's a new house built and a new fence built, nice new wood fence, perfect. But now, I can think of a road right now where I can drive down and I see that fence 10 years ago, but now boards are missing and and it's tweaked and, and the sun's hit it and the weather has just made it crack and break and look ugly. All those things that are that are filling our lives today, all those things that are on our plate, they're going to rust. They're going to perish. They're going to go away. But the prize that we got to run for, the goal that we've got to set, when we get there, when we obtain that prize, there's no withering. There's no cracking. There's no sickness. There's no worries. There's no financial mishaps. And that's the goal that we're looking for in life. That's, that's what we're wanting to achieve. Achieve. But the thing is, it's so easy to get caught up. Because little Joe's doing this and Billy's doing that. And man, on Wednesday nights, my favorite TV show, series, and, and I just don't feel like it. And that's how we do. Hebrews twelve eleven says, Now... No chastening seems to be joyful for the present, but painful. Nevertheless, afterwards, it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. See, what this says is sometimes we have to be corrected. It's not, it's not fun. We don't enjoy it. But the truth is, God uses difficulties in our lives to carve away the sin. Whatever it is that you're going through, it's for a reason. So the truth is, really, God punishes us. Now, wait a minute. We got a loving God, this and that. Yeah, I understand that. But look at it like this. If if my kids, if your kids are lying to you, if they're stealing, if they're doing drugs, you're going to punish them. Because you love them. Because you don't want them to go down the wrong road. You don't want them to end up in prison. You don't want them to die. You want the best for your children. And God wants the best for us. God wants the best for us. He wants the best for me, for you, our children. He doesn't leave anyone out. And that's the good thing about God. And even though it doesn't seem like it, God's timing is perfect. Every time. We don't have to understand it, but we have to believe God's timing is perfect. Proverbs 16.9 says, A man's heart plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. And Proverbs 27.1 says, Do not boast about tomorrow, for you do not know what a day may bring forth. You see, our lives can change in the blink of an eye. In the blink of an eye. We're not promised tomorrow. Which should give us that more powerful purpose to be thankful for what you've got today. Worry about today. It says do not boast. We can't help it. You know, we're planning on that vacation for, for next January. We're planning on this. We're, we're bragging what we're going to do, you know, half a year from now or when you graduate or when you do this. That's fine. That's fine, but don't lose focus of God while you're doing that. And be thankful. Live your life day to day to be an example for those, to be an example for your kids, be an example for yourself, for your neighbors, the people you don't even know that's been watching you for years. Because those people are out there. There's eyes upon you. Proverbs 3.6 says, In all your ways acknowledge Him, And he shall direct your path. You see, all you have to do is ask God to lead you, and he will. All you got to do is give it to him. Again, it may not be like we want it, but he's not going to lead you astray. We've got to trust in him. We've got to understand that everything he does is for a reason. Even though it's difficult, even though it's hard, We can't lose focus because if we do, we could miss the mark. We don't want to miss out on that prize. Lamentations 340 says, let us search out and examine our ways and turn back to the Lord. You see, I can't speak for you guys. But if I really reach out Even in just the last three months, and examine my ways. Some of the things I've said about people, some of the things that I've thought, sometimes the way I've acted, maybe to my own family. Those are the things he's talking about, reaching out and examining. And then he says, Turn back to the Lord. Because if we all look at our past and if we all see where we're we're living day to day, then we know where we mess up. And if we know where we mess up, you can be sure God knows where we mess up. So what are you in the game for? What are you trying to achieve in life? If you're not living life with God, and if you're not letting God lead your life, the truth is, we're going in the wrong direction. We're going in the wrong direction. I want to close with a scripture in Psalms, and it's Psalms 32 8. It says, I will instruct you. And teach you in the way you should go. I will guide you with my eye. You see, all we got to do is look for God's instruction. And, and all we got to do is think about what we're trying to achieve. The other morning, it was about 5 10, probably. I was just through Broken Bow, and and I was listening to a pastor on the radio, and and he said these words. I couldn't even tell you what the message was about because uh, the the reception spotty through there on that station through the radio, and and but I caught I caught the words. that said, um, "If you if you really want to trust somebody, you got to know them, or to to really." Yeah, you have to really know someone to trust them. And I wrote it down because it kept running through my mind. Well, what do you, what do you mean? I mean, it's funny how sometimes you'll hear something, maybe a phrase in a song or some, something someone said, and it sticks out. And it, and it just kept running through my mind. You have to really know someone to trust them. You have to really know someone to trust them. So I made my way through Wright City Got back out to 70, turned right, went through Valiant and got to a little place called Swink. I don't know if y'all know where it says, a little, little wide spot in the road. And I pulled over. It was a foggy, misty morning. And I wrote those words down on a paper with a black Sharpie, just a little old notebook paper. And I set it on, on my dash. And every time I got in the truck, I read those words. And I really, I really didn't understand it until, until I put this message together. You see, I believe everything that the Bible says. And I believe in God. And I believe he sent Jesus to die for me to die for you. But do I trust that the things he says in here, he can apply to my life? Can he apply them to your life? You see, to really know God, to know Jesus, we're going to have to buckle down. We're going to have to hit our knees and we're going to have to pray. Because if you want this applied to your life, then you've got to trust that it can happen. So we can know Jesus. But how well do we know Jesus? I can know a guy I work with. But does that mean I'm going to trust him to, to take my kids here and do this with them? With, with no, because I really don't know him. So if I really don't know Jesus, if I really don't know God, how, how am I ever going to trust him to apply this good stuff to my life? How are you going to be able to do it? This is the end of the message. For more information, go to www.theremodelchurch.com.